difficult, 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 this is Difficult Women Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. And Marie's joining us from Brooklyn. She's finally back. I think I was back last week. Oh, yeah, you were. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're back again. We love it. I'm still here in my apartment quarantining. You haven't left yet. I love it. <laughs> I know. But soon, soon we will embrace or six feet away. Yeah, we, embrace, will, I guess we will we, wave at each other from a we'll safe distance. We'll wave at each other. It will be wonderful. I can't wait to ride bikes with you in Brooklyn. No, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be so good. All right, enough about that. I was gonna say, let's get into speaking it. Speaking of riding bikes, uh, not the same, but we, I like to use a bike to get around, and I also like to use a roller skates, as you guys may or may not know. I've been roller skating for a little over two years in a class that I talk about on the pod all the time. Um, and you guys, today we have a very special surprise. Because we have Tanya Dean, my skate instructor from Skate Aerobics Roller Skating, uh, here to talk to us today. And this interview is one of the best interviews we've ever done, I would say. It's life altering. It really I'm is. I'm not going to lie. It really is. Truly. She has some great wisdom. So even if you, even if roller skating isn't your thing, you're going to get an incredible amount out of this episode. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm really excited for everybody to hear it. So without further ado, we've got Tanya Dean. Welcome to the podcast, Tanya. Thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Why don't you say a little bit about yourself to get us started? Okay, my name is Tanya Dean. I, I was born and raised in New York City. I am a retired New York City correction captain. I am a two-time Golden Glove boxing champion. I wrote a coffee table book called The Power of the Skate, Transforming Your Life through roller skating. I'm a certified roller skating instructor, Zumba instructor, and boxing instructor. I teach roller skating at St. John's Recreation Center for the New York City Parks and Recreation. I teach roller skating at the Eastern Athletic Club, downtown Brooklyn Heights on Tuesdays and Saturdays. I teach roller skating at United States of America um, in Long Island. We do personal lessons and I go around and do speaking engagements to colleges, college students, um, high school students about the power of the skate using the analogy of roller skating to transfer, for them to transfer that into their everyday lives in regards to their dreams and um, desires and their goals. So we break down the skate analogy into S-K-A-T-E, and we'll talk about that later. So I guess it's safe to say that I'm I'm hyper in roller skating. I'm, 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 I'm a roller skating addict. We love it. A female entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, and it was started as a passion. I was skating so much, and I, it, and I, I never thought about business. I always wanted to inspire and motivate, but my main thing is just having fun. Um, growing up, my childhood, um, growing up in residential area in New York City, we were kind of closed in where our, our neighboring um 
uh, areas where a lot of projects or buildings, so they kids seem to be a little bit more advanced than we were. So I just wanted to do something to just actually have fun. And being on Rikers Island for 21 years, um, working with all types of people and the inmates in the environment was so toxic and stressful. All I wanted to do was just... Well, first I started boxing so I can get so I didn't kill nobody in the jail. Right. So just real quick, you did you start roller skating as a kid at all or no? You you no. came to so you came to okay. No, I never roller skated as a kid. I um I used to dance. I did a lot of group dancing and and African dance and jazz and I tried ballet for a little while. So that's why the group dancing and the dance troupe comes so natural for me because we did a lot of talent shows and stuff growing up. That's cool. What So then now let's go back to your story of skating and how you got to skating, because it's such an interesting story. And you were saying it started at Rikers then, right? Yeah, well, I was boxing. I was working at Rikers and I was the um, security skills and the PT instructor for all the officers on Rikers Island and did administration in brass. So that job was intense because we had to train people coming from the outside world, civilians, and train them to become paramilitary. Okay, so working with all different types of mindsets can lead leave you a little cuckoo-er than what I already was myself. <laughs> I, I, I was nuts too, so I fit right in. Um, so while I was on Rikers Island, I took up boxing. My then boyfriend was into boxing. His cousin was Zabriel Judah, um, Yoel Judah, Zab Judah's father. And, and Zab Judah was a middleweight boxing champion. And um, so I just got into the gym and it was a great way to release stress and anxiety. But then after a few years when I stopped boxing because I didn't know what the ramifications was getting punched upside my head after a while. I was like, I don't think this is for me. I like the exercise part of it. But, um, and then one night, a lonely night while I was at, came home from work and I was just bored and I was in a dark space, lonely, tired, working all these hours. I just found my way to the roller rink. And we, it was Empire Roller Rink in Brooklyn, which is legendary. It's not there anymore, but it was Empire Roller Rink. And I started skating from 11 at night to four in the morning, Saturday night to Sunday morning. But meanwhile, I was, um, I used to dance in the church. I did liturgical dance and I used to do all of their services, six o'clock, eight o'clock and 11 o'clock. So I would skate from 11 to four, go home and wash up and then go do and do three dance services at, um, at the church for a couple of years. But that was both, both of those things was what helped relieve stress. Well, I have to say the reason why we're interviewing you is because Katie has right. been taking your classes now of course, for, of course. for years, for two years now, Katie? It's been about two years. It has to be more than two years because we did the K-pop show yeah. at the Prudential Center with KCON. And they reached out to us all the way from South Korea and asked us, "Cause I get, could I get six? What, what, um, what is what they called us? They, they didn't call us roller skaters. They, they called us skate rollers. Could I get? Oh right, yeah, <laughs> skate rollers, <laughs> skate rollers. Oh my well, goodness. 
That was such a great, and I got to thank you so much for letting me come and per, like perform in that uh K-pop Prudential Center experience because that was so crazy. When we were heading over to New Jersey to do Prudential Center, I think we thought it was going to be like a small little side stage or something. We didn't, we're not a hundred percent sure. And they were like, we're going to take you to the stage and they take us to the arena part of the Prudential Center. And I was like, we are Beyonce. This is incredible. <laughs> it is like your Britney Spears performing in a huge sold out arena. It's unbelievable. So I've been listening and, and hearing your praise. And I actually did go to your class. I think it was a year ago. I'm still a little sore. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but, uh, I went with Katie a couple, yeah, I think last year and it was the most, I have to say it was the most positive, fun, loving, almost spiritual experience, um, I've had at any kind of group exercise thing that I've ever done. Um, I love that Katie has really embraced it and is singing your praises. And it's been an honor. I, I don't know. It's very exciting to have you here to talk about it. But also, I had to just say that Katie just adores you. And um, it's just really it's been really neat to to watch her grow as a skater through the years as well. Well, I, I, I love Katie, but and I, but I love people, all people, well, good people. If you're nuts, no. Um, you, well, <laughs> I even like nuts because I'm a little nutty. Bad. I, I would say, I, I say that there's two types of people in every race, good and bad. And if you just embrace positivity and good vibes, we all got issues. We all got stuff. We're human beings, so I get that. But when we come to roller skate, there's something about roller skate that allows us to become liberating and freeing. That's why I created Skate Aerobics so we can come into an environment that's safe and we could be ourselves and we can just skate and let loose. And I attract all of those type of people. And I know Katie can tell you that. And, and when you say sing my praises, I don't want anybody to sing praise me. What I want people to do is to just understand the love and the gifts that we have as individuals. And I have the gift of teaching, but we all have a gift. And when we acknowledge the gift that we have in each other and just just appreciate that, that's good enough for me. I don't need praise because I'm a regular person like everybody else. And I can go outside right now and maybe flip a finger if somebody get on my nerve. <laughs> I don't want to be looked at as that. However, I want to be able to impart the feeling of love, peace, joy, and like you said, spirit in what we do. And I just happen to impart that in roller skating. And don't you find that the roller skating community is in general is very much about love and acceptance and coming together? Um, for the most part, yes. For the most part. But in any community, church, bowling, work, you're going to get the other side because we're we talking about people. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about people, people are going to bring their stuff. But overall, roller skating makes us feel like a kid, that energy. But you will have a dark side because anything that you do, you're going to have just those earth disturbers and people that will just come down because they're dealing with their stuff. It has nothing to do with roller skating. So we want to, but yes, roller skating brings out the fun. It absolutely do. And that's why I do it so much. I'll have to say at your class, class, I was battling, it was like an inner battle within because 
when I was younger, I skated and just loved skating. The Brentwood Skate Center in Nashville, Tennessee. I loved to skate and I had not skated, I think, since then uh, until your class. And just that inner battle within of like not being confident and feeling insecure all of a sudden. Absolutely. But, yeah. And I mean, I think that that from what that class taught me was just and by the end, you know, you're teaching a, a routine. And that I think was I wasn't quite expecting, I think. I think I was expecting more of like, let's skate to the music and like whatever. But no, it was a dance class. And that's what I thought was so cool about it. And that's why I think what's been amazing to see with Katie, because she was a dance major and she loves to dance. And now she just has wheels on her feet and she's dancing. <laughs> and you guys, I was so impressed at the people in the class. And Katie, I remember being like, oh, my God, everyone's so good. She was like, it's practice. It's practice. Everybody practices a lot. It's not that everybody showed up and they were amazing. It's just practice makes perfect. Absolutely. She's absolutely right. And being outside, if you're not a skater, everybody looks like they can skate, which is a beautiful thing. But once you come to the class and then you get the instruction, you know the difference between um, who's skating on the beat and who's not skating on the beat. But we don't emphasize any of those things. We, we, we emphasize creation. We, 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 we emphasize no competition. And like you said, insecure and self-confidence. We, we don't allow people to be insecure. We don't allow people to criticize them. So you're in a new environment. You're learning something new. You're naturally fears are going to set in. But in my class, um, I make sure I address that and I make sure I address that everybody matters. Put your own fears because a lot of things that fear is paralyzing and a lot of times we don't move forward in all areas of our life because of our self-taught, our self-thought and our thinking and um, the programs that we had and have in our mind from what our teacher used to say or our daddy used to say or our mom I, I erase all of that. Don't come in here with those pre, preconceived notions. Just come in, be open to learn because you're in an environment that you don't know. And we know you don't know. So, and you don't know what you don't know. So we don't allow that insecurity to crop up. We teach you and we work with you from right where you at. And that's the beauty of the class. If there's 30 people and they own 30 different levels, we're going we're gonna to treat everybody individually while we're in the hole. And that's what's important to me. And I think that was one of the huge things that I, I mean, I've gotten so many things out of your class, but um, one of the really big ones was building that confidence because I, I was a dancer for a long time and then I stopped dancing for a long time. And I was in a regular kind of dance class setting, where, especially like ballet type things where your teachers are like, your arms are too fat. Your turnout is bad. You're doing it wrong. And so you're very, you become hyper self-conscious and you're constantly comparing yourself to other people. So when I first came to class, I was kind of in that mindset and um, some people are just so smooth, you know, as we were just saying, like people, because of practice, people get smooth. So then you're self-conscious about clunking around and trying to be smooth. Um, and then but you said something, what was the the term you used? But it like be, it was something like be, be, it was a word I hadn't heard in a long time. I'm sorry. I can't remember. It was something like be confident or, or no, be, be cocky. It was almost like something like that. You're like, just own it. Like be your, just put it out there. And I hadn't heard that in so long 
that um, it really helped me just be like, you know what, I'm just going to try to let go more. And every every I'm still a little self-conscious, but I just try to keep letting go and letting go and letting go. And you have more fun that way, too. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm big on that because I understand that people coming in and we and our community, our roller skating community is, is hugely diverse. We have every race, every ethnicity, every gender. We accept everybody because fun has no color. Fun is not caught up in racism and all this other stuff that's going on right now. So I don't allow anything to come in. Everybody matters, first of all, in the class. And I do. I tell the girls to be conceited. Conceited. That's the word. Yes. I tell them to out-conceit me. They can't, but I give them <laughs> something to strive for. <laughs> I love that word conceited because that's a word for some reason I hadn't thought of since middle school or something. And it was, and sometimes you kind of use it as a dig like, Oh, you're conceited. But, but in this, in this context, it's such a great way to be, you know, in trying to outshine each other, but not in a competitive way. Absolutely. In just a fun way. Yeah. And that's because conceit was always a negative, degrading, um, disempowering. So I say it in fun, but it's when you say conceited, all all that means is just own who you are. I love it. You understand? Just own who you are. Be conceited in yourself, not where you putting down anybody else. But I tell, don't I say that, Katie, all the time? I'm like, I y'all, love it. I'll concede me. Yeah. I'm like, y'all ain't going to do it, but try. <laughs> and, and, that, and it's a confidence. But, oh, my God, I can be conceited because growing up, it was negative. You can't be conceited. Who you think you are? Everybody wants to look down on you because of their insecurities. And then we're women. And, you know, we got our own little competitiveness. And we have our own. We're born innately with low self-esteem and low self-confidence. Why? I don't know. So when I come in my class, it's like, you better own. You better shake them hips. You better shake that head. What, what do you think you're doing? And if you don't own yourself, you got a problem with me. Right. Mm. I love that. How do you deal with the negative thoughts? My negative thoughts? Mm-hmm. My, what you mean? Individually or? I mean, I think right now in this global pandemic, I don't know if about you, but I've definitely had some depression that I've been dealing with just because of life circumstances and things. And being like stuck inside the house and stuff, you mean? stuck inside the house and family health stuff like just just some negative stuff and I'm trying to really rise above it and be confident and believe in myself but there's a lot of things kind of weighing me down I'm just curious if there's any kind of advice that maybe you you know do you just do you get active do you put your roller skates on and if you're feeling negative you get positive immediately or they're what kind of, how do you, how, what advice would you give? <laughs> I have to work at being positive. I think it innately negative, our negative thought ball, they call it a ball of energy, your negative ball of energy and your positive ball of energy. And growing up in this society, like Katie said, of competition and you can't be this and you're a young girl and, and the, the pressures of men in life and businesses, it will cause you to constantly feel um, inadequate. So you have to, I don't, I don't use the word have because everybody is individuals. What works for me may not work for you. So I don't give advice of a cut and dry thing to do. What I do when I'm feeling that way, sometimes 
I want to throw a rock at the sky and curse and scream and break a dish. But I used to break my dishes, but then I had to buy more. So I don't break them. <laughs> Maybe throw a plastic one. I'd be like, oh, I can't afford that. Um, so I had to learn self-evaluation. What's going on? Why am I feeling this way? What and normally with depression outside of the, the clinical part of it, a lot of times it's fear or something. Fear of going wrong, fear of failing, fear of going broke, fear of I'm going to lose my home. And once you start thinking one negative thought, then another comes. But thoughts are things. And so once I get into that negative thinking, I usually look for something that's going to take me out of that. And so comedy does that for me because you can't laugh and cry unless you cry in from laughter at the same. <laughs> so what I would do is find what can immediately take you out of that mindset. And for everybody is different. Some may be painting, others may be gardening, some may be cursing, some may be skating, but I will go to comedy. Some may go to reading a book and some of those things may not work at all. Sometimes you just got to go through it because we are natural, natural human beings and some thoughts are imparted on us. So um, sometimes you, you got to own it and not feel bad because I feel bad. Mm-hmm. All right. You can't feel bad. Sometimes I feel bad for a reason. What is the reason? Dig the reason. And then that'll give you something to do. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm feeling bad for a reason. So what am I feeling bad for? Am I scared? Did uncle so-and-so, did my ex say something? What's coming up that's causing me this fear that's causing me feeling bad? And that's what I do a lot of self-reflection because we're in our minds right now. We're in COVID. All we can do is think about everything wrong, what we don't have, what we got to eat. You know, you, you have to pull yourself out of that. You got to pull your. So when you to answer you again, find things that you like that's going to make you feel good. There's only two emotions, feeling good and feeling bad. Hmm. And feeling bad is going to take you one way and feeling good. So everything we do in life, we are looking for an emotion. So look for that thing that makes you feel good because feeling good is going to create other feelings of feeling good. Feeling bad is going to create other feelings of feeling bad. So that does that answer? Oh, yes. <laughs> but find things that make you feel good, a thought, a painting, a picture, a memory, and keep working on that because then you'll change that negative thinking into more positive thinking. And it takes time, just like skating takes time. Going to losing weight takes time. It took a long time to get here. So give yourself time to get where you want to go. That's so great. I mean, bravo. So useful. (laughs) (laughs) Does any of that relate to your book? that you wrote the my book I wrote was a coffee table book I wrote it for two reasons just to document that was a poor person's way I didn't even edit it it was like brass it was like what comes up come out but that was a way of documenting what I did before everybody did it and act like they was the ones to do it 
Yeah, exactly. That was yes. the main reason, just to put it on paper, but also to document the journey of how I created skate aerobics. This and, and just like um Marie said, the the feeling bad and um needed something to help build my confidence and I wanted something as a confidence booster for how skate aerobics got started. And it just is more motivational and inspirational than anything else. You got yeah. some tips in it, but. And when you go to schools and uh, do your speaking and stuff, how do you, what sort of things do you talk about in those uh, speeches and stuff? Well, when I go to the, 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 the young empowerment organizations, I talk about a lot of BU. All right. Just be yourself. Be be you. Mm. Because we, we look at all these images and we want to be uh, Katy Perry. And then we want to be uh, Mary J. Barge. And we want to be um, Kim Kardashian. And we want to be all these people who probably don't even want to be themselves. And um, um, I, we all have something that's unique to just us. Yeah. And be you because the fulfillment of you is going to be you not be what your mama said and not be what your daddy said and not be what your man said and your nephew said and what the teacher said that authentic authentic self because that's where you're going to grow out of so when i'm speaking to them i use the analogy of skate now and you can use these principles if you want to be a astronaut if you want to be a scientist, if you want to be a roller skater, if you want to be a biologist, the same principles to be a good skater is the same principles to be anything. And I, I use the S in skate to move from self-doubt to self-confidence. Meaning, if you want to try something new, you're going to be doubtful. Is that not true? Oh my God, yeah. mm-hmm. we just talked about that. So the first thing is to recognize that you doubt that you can do it. You understand? And then start looking for things to build your confidence. You didn't think you could skate, but you kept going to the rink. And then you found a class. So whatever helps you to move from that self-doubt to self-confidence to get you going. So that's the S and K in escape, self-confidence. Then the K is keep going. Because once we embark on wanting to do something, now there's going to be things going to come up. Like I said, your boyfriend, your husband, you sure you want to go to school or you want to lose weight, then your, your mom keep bringing in cookies and cake, you know, mm-hmm. that they never did. So you're going to have to move past. And in the roller rink, you got to keep going. We put our skates on. Okay, we took the doubt. Now we had confidence to put the skates on. Now we got to keep going. Now we got to roll. It's like, oh, shoot, I got to get from the front of this rink all the way around holding the walls slipping and sliding people may run into me it's the same thing in whatever else you're trying to do you're going to have to be holding the wall your obstacles may come up tuition may not you have a baby but you got to keep going so that's the k in skate a is attitude you got to have a good attitude bad attitude you repel a good attitude you attract you want an attitude of gratitude because it goes back to feeling good. You need to feel good with what you're doing. Is this for me? Is this right? I want to do this. This makes me feel good. I know I didn't cook dinner today, but I don't care because I want to keep writing this book. This is what makes me feel good. And then the T is take your time. We want to create something overnight. We want to be an astronomer overnight. You know, we want to be the best overnight. 
take your time, research, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Take baby steps if it calls for. And then some things may call for big steps. Then take big steps. So that's the T. And then E is education. Whatever you want to do, even in skating, we educate ourselves. We watch videos. We, we, we look at other skaters. We, 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 we read about it. So education. So all of these things, self-confidence, keep going, attitude, take your time and educate. That spells out skate. But that works across the board in every area of anybody's life or whatever goals they're trying to achieve. That is so good. <laughs> That's so well said and well put uh, together. Si- sign me back up for yeah. skate aerobics. <laughs> yes, That's all back. I got to say. Come you back. Know, I, I mean, yeah, I think I will. <laughs> I think that, I think this may be exactly what I'm missing in my life right now. And what's so exciting, uh, you know, I've been kind of following your trajectory in these last couple of months, but you've been able to convert your classes to online absolutely how did how was that was that a little bit of a of a struggle or you, you knew all about zoom because i didn't <laughs> i knew nothing about zoom yeah. I, I mean i had zoom four or five years ago but nobody was on zoom so mm-hmm. i wasn't actually using zoom so i didn't know how to work it i had to do what everybody else do when you have a love for something and you have a passion and a desire and you focus on it all the time, things will come to you. And I, I'm the type of person that either I'm going to find a way or I'm going to make one. There's no such thing as no, because every, you heard the quotes, everything is impossible until somebody do it. I did that because we have all these classes. I had 200 students a week in classes and I just wanted to keep us together and active. So I cleared out the, my living room, if you can see behind me. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. I love the logo. <laughs> so I got my logo on my curtain rod. My house is in a disarray because my love seat is in the kitchen. My TV is on the dining room. T- you know, everything. My couch is pushed aside. But I've created a rink inside my house because... I wanted to keep us together and all of those who wanted to continue to skate or learn. I just created a way for us to do that. And, you know, there's always a learning curve with changing the setups. But I think you've just done such a great job where you're able to teach a lot of students um, and of different levels of ability. And everybody's able to stay together and still be in the one class and all learning and, you know, I've been in your class for over two years and I learn something new every time I go because I'm at a little bit of a higher level. But then you have people that have barely skated that are in the class or you have like derby girls and things that come in that haven't done dance, you know, so, and they, you can see their progression over the weeks. So I think that that's you found a way to make some people are trying to transition to Zoom and it's not working so well. I think you found a way to make it work really well. And um, that's been cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love and the beauty of now what happened in this pandemic is it allowed me because I had the New York area and people knew about us, but they couldn't come to the classes for a job or time or family. But with everybody being home, I get people from Australia. Arizona, Alaska. I teach a class on Wednesdays to the UK, Canada and London. It's two hour time and it's eight death time. I teach a class on Sundays to California. It's one my time and 10 a.m. their time. 
Then I do the dance class on Tuesday. We do a skills class on Saturday. And then I teamed up with Airbnb. And I do virtual online experiences with Airbnb because they seen that I was doing classes. And I teamed up with them. So it works for me because I'm the type of person, we're going to find a way. There's no such thing as no. It's just no such thing. Just find us a solution for every problem. And how have, how has it been too? Because I mean, in pr- previous parts of your life, you weren't doing any business things per se, right? So this I didn't is do more of your, business, right? So you've been able. But I tried. I, I wouldn't say I was a business person, a business major. I couldn't put one and one together. Only if it was money. All right, but um, outside of so math, business, I, I didn't, I didn't know. I'm, I'm, I'm learning that as I go. And people look at me and say, "Oh my God, you're a business person," and they don't know I'm in here pulling my hair out. Like, what in the world is going on? I have no clue. I didn't start it. It started out as a hobby, but I was doing it so much. I said, I need to make money. I'm in a rent seven days a week or five hours. I'm like, I need to make money out of this. I'm here all the time. Might as, as, might as well. So that's how, so it turned in. Then I uh, created a LLC, but I lost a lot of money not knowing what the hell I was doing. You know? Yeah. I think that's a common story too when people start business that you, you kind of have to do a little bit of trial and error as you get started. But you've, I'm just so excited that you've found uh, your footing and that the, the, the class just seems to be growing and growing. And I think, in, like you said, it's been a weird blessing with the pandemic because I think that you're just getting the name out more and more. And we saw that you were in the Washington Post. I was in the Washington Post on, oh. on um, Monday. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they called me up because I guess someone said, oh my God, you need to speak to this person, Tanya. And so they were doing... Um, they wanted to do a segment on roller skating during the pandemic and how, because a lot of the, the roller, the roller skates are sold out across the United States. So it's like, well, we couldn't get people in the roller rink when we were free and that everybody <laughs> locked up that where they skating at everybody, they bought every pair of skates out that, that and social media helped of course with TikTok and things like that. They helped, but we are the reason for the resurgence because we've been skating and skating yes. and our community's been skating since the eighties when everybody thought it was over. We were underground. So we're skating at nine at night to one in the morning. Everybody's going to bed at nine. Or we're going to, we're traveling to all the 50 skates. We're skating at skate events from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, from 12 at night to five in the morning. We're coming out the rink and people get ready to go to work. And we've been doing this for the last 30 years. Roller skating in the black community is deep, deep, deep rooted. But now with the advent of social media, you got a couple of people and the young kids making it popular. But this is a way of life for us. It helped us out of everything, guns, drugs, sickness, death. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're so um, adamant about it, how it makes you feel, because we all will go through that. And roller skating helps you through it. 
Yeah. And I think that that's one thing I just want to make sure that the, the, the newer, especially the newer white skaters, that they do know that skating didn't disappear. Like you said, it's been here the whole time, but it's been held down by the black community. So let's not forget that. Like, let's make sure we honor that and remember that. Absolutely. And that's it. Just make recognition because you have some people that's coming up and making it seem like it's them and they're right. the reason. And that's dishonorable. Right. And all we say is just give recognition most people for what's been going on for the last 30 years and then and 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 have a conversation about it uh but my 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 take on it i love roller skating i love what it does i love how it makes us feel and i created it for i've created it for all generations skate aerobics we have two demographics we have 25 to 35 and then we got 40 to 60 all right. So I'm speaking to the 25s to 35. It's just a fad. They bring me friends. They come out for a date night. They have a skate night. And then they on social media telling everybody, getting the word out. Then you have the 40 to 60 who have a little bit of discretionary income. Their children are growing up now. You know, they may be on their way to retirement and they need something else sociable or to network and exciting. So that's why I created um, Skate Aerobic to give that group something else to do because I got tired of running around the treadmill and running around in, the, in circles. Yeah. So I mean, we skate in circles, but we do other things while we skate in circles. Right. I also love, I do love that about skating too, that you can have, um, her name is escaping me. I want to say Edna, but there was a woman in our class in St. John's who was a little older. Who was so oh, that was Miss Dolores. Dolores, yes, Dolores. Dolores, yeah. And she was in her sixties or seventies, or A absolutely. And Captain Chris is sixty-five. Is he? He's an instructor. You wouldn't know. Skaters look twenty years younger. It keeps you youthful. I would never have guessed. No, you wouldn't have. <laughs> And he tell you that because he just reminded me of that yesterday. I'm 65 years old. And then Miss Edna's 82. That's what I was thinking of too. Ms. Yeah, Miss Edna's 82, and she's still running around. She looks great too. Yeah, well, that's what I read in the Washington Post article that you said that skating keeps you young. I was like, okay, I'm signing up. <laughs> it does. Look, skating does. It keeps you tender. If you ask the average, you will not be able to guess the average roller skaters, especially in the adult community. You will not be able to guess the age. You okay. will not. You will oh. not. Yeah, I love that. Well, last night I actually watched uh, United Skates. The documentary. Um, yeah, and Katie had said that you uh, performed at the HBO party. Yeah, we performed at the HBO. HBO, it was mixtapes and roller skates. And I remember when they was coming around to do the documentary, I didn't want to be, I had a roller skate and dance troupe called Sisters in Motion. Well, actually, there was another group out there, and we were the biggest roller skating dance troupe ever in the history of roller skating. And so that's the dark part, dark side. They didn't really want to um, acknowledge, you know, women are women. You know, women, we could, we are the best thing in the world and then we could be difficult women. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to each other. So mm -hmm. when you have a lot of women, you're going to have what comes with that dynamic. But the United States documentary, they came around, they got like 400 hours worth of tapes and they take the whole black community for a couple of years 
us roller skating and they followed us and they went to all the parties and then they showed the discriminatory side of, of roller skating how they would just have an urban night so they could signal to white America, oh, the black people are going to be there this this night or how they just got rid of it all together and um, used or closed down a lot of the roller rinks and took it over for, um, you know, economic reasons or real estate and things like that. Mm. Yeah, I do. Listeners, I really do highly recommend uh, watching it. Katie recommended it to me. Now I'm recommending it to you all because I was, you know, and Katie did warn me. It is it is sad. It's a really sad documentary, but it's the truth. It is. It, it's the truth. And it's one part of the truth. Yeah. Because you got to realize when people um, create documentaries, they're telling it from a point of view, but not all points mm-hmm. of view. It was those three point of view. And then it was the editors who was right. two white women. They spun it the way they wanted to. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it was two, two, you know, Tina and I can't remember the other young lady's name. So they came up with this story, but there's so many stories within stories in, in roller skating. And they, they focused on the rinks, but they didn't focus on the styles, the different states, you know, how roller skating is inbred in, in, in who we are. And, 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 and Blacks didn't um, invent roller skating. Roller skating was, was created by this guy named John Plimpton. And they used to ice skate to travel back in the 1700s. And when it got hot in the summer, he still wanted to skate. So he created what they called skillers. He, he, he created roller skates out of wood. But of course, wood ain't gonna, uh, isn't going to do too much. So he invented the roller skate. And then in the 1700s, and then like in 1908, Madison Square Garden in New York, you know, had a big roller skating rink and then it morphed, you know. So there's a rich, rich, rich history in roller skating. Wow. And I I meant to Google the history of roller skating, but I'm so glad that you mentioned it because, wow, that's really fascinating. And I also like what you're saying about, and this is one of the things that I get into YouTube and I go into like a YouTube hole, is all the different styles in each uh, state and each city. So how like Chicago has like the uh, JB style skating and Detroit has a skate. And I feel like New York definitely has a skate style. And I would love to see a documentary about just the different skate styles in the country. I tell you what I want. You should pitch this. You can have this idea. There needs to be, you know, uh, the you think you can dance. Jennifer Lopez has you think you can dance. You just got to do it for roller skating. That you be, be the fun. judge. You be the judge. Yeah, we could do that, but it's hard to judge right. roller skating. You really would have to sit down because there's so many different styles and variations and techniques that, I mean, anything can be done, but what will happen is that it will cause stress to the competitors. And I move away from anything that's going to combine stress and roller skating. Yeah. That's like going to the playground and being stressed out. It's an oxymoron. Right. 
no reason right. to do that. Yeah, all you, you yes. bring your kids to the roller the, the playground to be happy, and now they're angry because they sliding down the slide, and somebody pushed them off the. That would be the same thing. You don't want that. I, I mean, I don't. There's there's people that do want com- competition in roller skating, but mm-hmm. for me, I don't. It's not about that. I want the liberation. Mm-hmm. I want to play. I want to get away from the whole world. There's something. There's always something wrong. We don't need to bring that into our um, our our atmosphere of peace. Yes, I love mm. that. I feel like that's why you're an amazing teacher. Yeah, right there. Why you say? Well, I mean, I've had teachers in the past where they they you know, put you against other students and then the competition, you don't, you stop learning almost. It becomes a whole other thing. I I build confidence. I don't Mm -hmm. break confidence because that's all that. And I can't say I'm a teacher and a motivator. Now, if that's their style, I'm not going to say anything against anybody. But what I do know is that we all will thrive in love. Now, they do call me the drill sergeant. Let me me be clear. My name is Tanya Dean, a.k.a. the drill sergeant. And um, like I said, I used to teach um, physical training, security skills, use of force in the Department of Corrections. I'm very adamant about what I do, but I'm more adamant that if you come to my class, you're going to get the results you want. And I'm going to see to it because if you want to take the time to spend your money and use your valuable time, two valuable commodities, money and time. You are you are you gonna learn something? And you do learn in your class. So how can people find your class? If you what is the way you'd like them to come find you if they want to take a class? Very well, skate aerobics, S K A T E R O B I C S. I just put skater and obics together, so <laughs> skate aerobics, and that's on every platform: Twitter, um, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook you know, skate aerobics, roller skating fitness, or they can email me info at skate aerobics. It doesn't matter. I'm, I don't have them kind of issues. You want to get in touch with me, just call me, ask me any questions, sign up on the website for the classes, you know, chat. You, if it has anything to do with roller skating, fine. If it has anything to do with life, bills, issue, don't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> and then how often are you doing your Zoom classes? I do Zoom classes Monday. Well, I do a derby class that's closed. I do a derby class and it was funny because the derby people felt that they weren't inclusive of people of color Mm -hmm. so they asked me to teach them how to skate and how to dance so they can get it from our point of view so I do a class with them on on Mondays then I do a roller dance class that Katie takes with me on Tuesday 7 o'clock and then I do a class is two o'clock Eastern standard time. And um, that's for Europe. And then we do a free class and all the classes are like $10. I, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. We're in the home and um, uh, it's our class and you learn a skill, a drill and a dance. And then we have a class on Saturday that's free to anybody at three o'clock. And we just go through tips and techniques. And that's for a beginner, whether you're standing on a wall scared to death or you're an advanced skater, we just enhance. I like to say we like to enhance your roller skating. Wow. And anybody can sign up? Anybody can sign up. 
All right, listeners, you heard her. Safety, yeah, just have a little space because we're in the home. So mm-hmm. make sure free of obstacles and pit and people and pets. But we have a little space and safety. Yeah, of course, wrist guards and elbow pads because we're in the house. But I'm safety first and then have fun second. So it's definitely about safety. And then you get the older generation who's a terrified of falling. I don't do anything that will help you fall, will make you fall. But they also have what they call bum savers, the hockey players use. And it's a big pattern, pattern short. So if you fell on your butt, you won't hurt yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today and telling us all about your your skating and skate aerobics and all sorts of parts of your life and all your inspiration that you part parted imparted on us today. So Thank you. And the listeners and whatever they do in their life, just be happy in the midst of all of this pandemic and it's hard to say, you know, people losing homes and so I don't want to um diminish what's going on i'm just saying take a little piece out of your life for you and do something for you in the midst of all of this stuff because at the end of the day what will be will be and we can overcome anything tanya thank you so much this really has been amazing yes bye katie i love y'all you too marie get up get on back in that class oh I'm so there. I'm so there. Katie's going to have to lend me some I'll skates. I'll lend you some skates. Yeah. I, got, <laughs> I got another pair. Well, thank you. This was great. Love y'all. Talk Love to you, you soon. I'll talk to you very soon. Okay, honey. Bye. bye. I admire your strength. I think you are the best. Your heart's so full of love and you look cute in that dress. Think about you all day, I do too, I confess Oh, I just got a girl crush on you